Hello everyone, I'm your host Luke, and today I wanted to uh, go over um, the first verifiable account on Oak Island known as the Oak Island Association, uh, which is the first verified dig, uh, verified by like news articles and uh, more than just hearsay, uh, that took place from 1861 to 1866, which is also called the Oak Island Syndicate. So, um, 10 years would pass after the Truro Company uh, before this attempt was made on Oak Island. They set about re-cribbing the money pit, which had caved in. The water was bailed out easily, and the pit reopened to a depth of 88 feet, where the muddy clay below seemed to be effectively blocking any heavy flooding from Smith's Cove. A new shaft, number seven, was dug to a depth of 25 feet east of the muddy pit with the intention of intercepting the water tunnel, but it was abandoned at 120 feet after it had missed the tunnel. The workers began another shaft, number eight, about 18 feet west of the money pit and 118 feet deep. Uh, a tunnel four feet high by three feet wide was driven from the bottom to the money pit in hopes of striking the treasure vault. This tunnel entered the money pit a little below the lower platform where soft clay was found. The tunnel was unwisely driven through the money pit until it nearly reached the east pipe when the water started coming above on the east side. Three days of continuous bailing with a horse-operated pumping gin failed to reduce the water in number eight, and water was again seeping up through the money pit. A larger water bailing operation was set up by George Mitchell, and they drove a tunnel from shaft seven, on the east of the money pit until this shaft also began filling with water. Then with a total of 63 men and 33 horses, wow, working in shifts, pumping gins were erected over shafts 7 and 8 and the money pit. The bailing system in each of the three holes consisted of number or four 70-gallon casks that were continually lowered, filled, raised, and dumped. This succeeded in almost draining the pits. A tunnel leading from the west of Shaft 8 to the Money Pit was uh, 17 feet long, 4 feet high, and 3 feet wide, which was blocked with clay. Two men were sent in to clear, clear it halfway through the tunnel when they heard a tremendous crash in the Money Pit and barely escaped being caught by a rush of mud which followed them into the west pit and filled up with seven feet of mud in less than three minutes. The resulting crash of the upper platform of the money pit at 98 feet, dropping to a lower level, and the bottom platform dropping from 88 to about 102 feet. Uh, this would suggest that the lower platform on which the chest rested were now down around 119 feet, along with an estimated 10,000 feet of lumber, which also fell with some of the cribbing of the money pit. The resulting crash expelled a black 
Wait. Along with an estimated 10,000 board feet of lumber, which also fell. So, like, okay, like, um, I, I went back and watched some of the older episodes on Curse of Oak Island, and I believe around season four, they started dredging up wood. I mean, 10,000 board feet, like, that's a lot of wood that is just under there. I mean, they act like they're so surprised and whatnot whenever they find, like, oh, there's, we, we got wood. We got wood. I mean, like, there's all over uh, an alleged 200 years of mine shafts collapsing there. And, I mean, like, you know, all these were in a very tight, compact area, and then, there's a lot of death and destruction and uh, mine collapses. I mean, there's not a lot of good fortune on the history of these shafts and whatnot. Uh, the other thing is that um, like, I just watched the... I believe it's season 10, episode 7, and they pulled up more wood, you know, on their drilling operation or whatever. The shaft that they're wanting, I believe it's like 15 foot by 15 foot, just straight down. 77 feet is not going to be done till probably the season premiere because they claim they need... Uh, permits or whatever, and then they went metal detecting with the, um, uh, you know, guy with a bad accent, Bobby Dazzler or whatever, and he found, found like a musket ball and acted like, oh, this proves it, but, you know, I mean, there was definitely a British presence on the island, so... Finding a musket ball isn't that amazing. So the resulting crash expelled a black old oak timber of considerable girth and three and a half feet in length, which was ejected with the mud and showed evidence of being cut, hewed, chamfered, sawn, or bored, and a part of a bottom of a yellow keg was also recovered from the money pit, along with a piece of juniper with bark on, and cut at each end, and a spruce slab with mining auger holes in it. Uh, the Oak Island Association raised an additional $2,000 to continue their work. Um, on the fall of 1861, a cast iron pump and steam engine were purchased from Halifax and set up to be driven by steam power at the money pit. The boiler exploded and caused the first death on Oak Island, of a man who's scalded to death with many others injured. I mean, think of that. Like, that's a gruesome death. Death by a boiler exploding. Ugh. Probably
burned to char or something. The name of this man is unknown uh, due to multiple things. The boiler explosion was mentioned in author Andrew Learmont Speedin's book Rambles about the Blue Noises, about his visit to the island in 1861. The death was not. The note of death came from an essay by E.H. Owens of Lunenburg, had written about the history of the county in 1868. The accident occurred sometime in the fall after September 30th, 1861, for which the work was stopped for the winter. In the spring of 62, work resumed on the island and another shaft was sunk, number 9, 107 feet in depth, alongside and connected to the money pit. This was to serve as a pumping shaft for the steam-powered pump, and the money pit was then cleared out and re-cribbed down to 103 feet, at which point the water seeping up from below exceeded the capacity of the pump. What is re-cribbing? Re-cribbing. So, cribbing or re-cribbing a mine shaft is a method of timbering used primarily to rectify a mistake of removing too great a percentage of the coal on the advance and has the effect of replacing part of the coal. Um, some are made by using timbers in pig pen style for slaying timbers one way and then placing other timbers across the first. So, Maybe you guys knew, I, I didn't, but it's more like just, uh, I guess, re-enforce, reinforcing the shaft or whatever with timbers. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of wood that has fallen down there over time just by how many mine shafts, so of course they're going to pull it up. Um, the guy said that while the mud was being cleared out of the money pit, the workers came across some of the tools left by the, uh, Truro company at 90 feet, as well as tools belonging to the 1803 Onslow company at a hundred feet. An attempt was made to cut off the water source near Smith's Cove by sinking shaft 10 about 25 feet northeast of shaft 5, which had been excavated to 35 feet in 1850. This shaft was dug to 50 feet. And tunnels were driven from various levels until the diggers were eventually flooded out. The Oak Island Association was now broke but still determined. After raising a little money, they planned another uh, dig on the drains of Smith's Cove. Because of limited funds, 
a proper coffer dam couldn't be built. So work in the early spring of 63 was limited to uncovering a section of the drains nearest the shore at low tide. One guy by the name of Israel Longworth is quoted as saying in 1866, about 30 or 40 feet of the drain were uncovered and removed, but as it did not tend to lower the water in the west or a pumping pit in shaft 9, about 30 rods distant from Smith's Cove, the superintendent directed that the open drain should be filled up with packed clay, and he thought this would stop the concourse of the water to the money pit before the claying process commenced. So, like, one other thing that they'll mention when they're, like, pulling up stuff uh, on Oak Island, I mean, here, they're like, oh, what, why is there clay? I mean, here, here's one where they say the open drain would be filled up with packed clay. I mean, maybe if they mention the history at all on the History Channel, but what do I know? The water in the Money Pit and West Pits was nearly as clear and quite as salt as that in the Bay, but this is the quote still, but while it was in progress, it became very muddy. After the drain was sufficiently packed, Three or four weeks were allowed for the clay to settle and pack before the pumps uh, were started at the West Pit, where it was ascertained that the operation had been instrumental in diminishing the water by one half. However, this proved to be only temporary relief as the tide soon washed the clay away again. On the theory that shaft 9, the pumping shaft wasn't deep enough at 107 feet to efficiently drain the money pit, the workers selected a spot 100 feet southeast of the money pit where they dug shaft 11, which was 120 feet deep. The intakes for the pumps were placed on the bottom, and a tunnel was driven from a higher level towards Smith's Cove in the hope of an intersecting the water network and diverting it into the new shaft. They missed it and gave up and instead began driving another tunnel towards the money pit itself. But work was soon suspended for about three months while the association endeavored to raise more money. On August 24th, 1863, the Nova Scotian reported that operations had resumed and that, quote, men and machinery are now at work pumping the water from the pits previously sunk. And it is said that they are sanguine that before the lapse of one month, they will strike the treasure. The tunnel from shaft 11 struck the money pit at a depth of 108 feet, just above the water level that was being held down by pumps and various other connected shafts. The workers cribbed the area of the money pit between 103 and 108 feet. Then they dug a circular tunnel around the outside of the pit at about 95 feet, intersecting a couple of the earlier searchers' shafts in the process. It appears that one or two lateral tunnels were had been dug, but their direction and depth were unrecorded. This labor continued sporadically into the following year, but it was generally found impossible to do any work below 110 feet. 
without being flooded out, and the treasure they believed was below that. Sometime in 64, the flood tunnel was struck at about this place where it entered the east side of the money pit. Samuel Frazier, in his letter to A.S. Loudon in 95, recalled that, quote, As we entered uh, ye old place of the treasure via a lateral tunnel at 110 feet, we cut off the mouth of the flood tunnel, and as we opened it, the water hurled around rocks about twice the size of a man's head with many smaller and drove the men back for protection. The flood tunnel was found near the top of the tunnel. They had found the man-made water course, but they were powerless to shut it off. The association was now even deeper in the red and its backers thoroughly discouraged. The constant erosion of the seawater was undermining the walls and the money pit, and some of the workers were refusing to enter it. The shaft was inspected by mining engineers who declared it unsafe and advised uh, that it be condemned. That was it, and the Oak Island Association was finished. I mean, God, what an abject failure. Um, so I'm just going to read a description of the key events from 1861 to 1864, and then uh, some Oak Island Association statements. Um, 1861, the money pit was re-cleared re out again to a depth of 88 feet. A new shaft, shaft 7, was dug to... Well, I read most of this. A tunnel four feet high by four, three feet wide was driven from the bottom to through at least 105 feet in 1849, where soft clay was found. The tunnel was unwisely driven through the money pit until it nearly reached the east pipe when the water started coming above the east side. Three days of continuous bailing with a horse, operated pumping gin, failed to reduce the water in shaft eight, and water was again seeping up through the money pit. A larger water bailing operation was set up by George Mitchell, and they drove a tunnel from shaft seven to on the east of the money pit until this shaft also began filling with water. Um, then the 63... Men and 33 horses working with pumping gins in 7 and 8 and the money pit. The bailing system consisted of four 70-gallon casks that were continually lowered, filled, raised, and dumped. This succeeded in almost draining the pits. And a tunnel leading from the west of Shaft 8 to the money pit, which was 17 feet long, 4 feet high, and 3 feet wide, was blocked with clay and two men were sent in to clear it halfway through the tunnel when they heard a tremendous crash in the money pit and barely escaped being caught by a rush of mud, which followed them into the west pit and filled up with seven feet of mud in no less than three minutes. The resulting crash was the upper platform of the money pit at 98 feet 
dropping to a lower level, and the bottom platform dropping from 88 to about 102 feet, or a total of 14 feet. This would suggest that the lower platform on which the chest rested was now down around 119 feet, along with an estimated 10,000 board feet of lumber, which also fell with some of the cribbing of the money pit. I mean, so no wonder they, I mean, just this alone, no wonder they pull up so much wood when they're digging on the Curse of Oak Island. I mean, how many mine shafts have collapsed? The resulting crash expelled a black old oak timber of considerable girth and three and a half feet in length, which was ejected from the mud and showed evidence of being cut, hewn, chamfered, sawn, or bored in a part of a bottom of a yellow keg was also recovered from the pit, along with a piece of juniper with bark on and cut at each end, and a spruce slab with mining auger holes in it. So then they raised an additional... $2,000 to continue their work, and in the fall of 1861, a cast iron pump and steam engine were purchased from Halifax and set up to be driven by steam power at the money pit. The boiler then exploded and caused the first death, but they don't know who it was. Um, in 1862, work resumed on the island and another shaft was sunk. Uh, number nine to 107 feet in depth alongside and connected to the money pit. This was to serve as a pumping shaft for the steam-powered pump. The money pit then cleared out and re-cribbed down to 103 feet, at which point the water seeping up from below exceeded the capacity of the pump. Um, a guy said that while the mud was being cleared out of the money pit, the workers came across some of the tools left by the 1849 Truro company at 90 feet as well as tools belonging to the 1803 onslow company at 100 feet and that would be the only two main ways i mean we're taking that at face value but that would seem to back up that those two digs even happen because there's really no proof of any digs before this one an attempt was made to cut off the water Source near Smith's Cove by singing Shaft 10, about 25 feet northeast of Shaft 5, which had been excavated to 35 feet in 1850. The shaft was dug to 50 feet, and tunnels were driven from various levels until the diggers were all flooded out. Oh, God. So, by the end of 62, they were already broke. And in 63, after raising a little money... Uh, the work in the spring of 63 was limited to uncovering a section of the drains nearest the shore at low tide. Um, I read that quote to you. Um, after the drain was sufficiently packed three or four, you know, with the clay, Three or four weeks were allowed for the clay to settle and pack before the pumps were started at the West Pit. When it was ascertained that the operation had been instrumental in diminishing the water by one half. However, this proved to be only temporary as the tide soon washed the clay away. On the theory that Shaft 9 uh, 
wasn't deep enough uh, at 107 feet to drain the money pit. The workers selected a spot 100 feet southeast of the money pit where they dug shaft 11, 120 feet deep. And the intakes for the pumps were placed on the bottom and a tunnel was driven from a higher level towards Smith's Cove in the hope of intersecting the water network and not diverting it into a new shaft. They missed it and gave up and instead began driving another tunnel towards the money pit itself. But work was soon suspended for about three months while the association endeavored to raise more money. On August 24th, uh, the operations resumed and a tunnel from shaft 11 struck uh, the money pit at a depth of 108 feet, just above the water level, those being held down by pumps and various other connected shafts. The workers cribbed the area of the money pit between 103 and 108 feet. Then they dug a circular tunnel around the outside of the pit, about 95 feet, intersecting a couple of the earlier searchers' shafts in the process, and it appears that one or two other lateral tunnels were dug, but their direction and depth were unrecorded. This labor continued sporadically into the following year, but it was generally found impossible to do any work below 110 feet in the immediate area without being flooded out, and they believe the treasure shaft was below that. So sometime in uh, 1864, the flood tunnel was struck at a, a point where it entered the east side of the money pit. Samuel Frazier, in his letter to A.S. Loudon, recalled that, uh, well, I read that, they had found the man-made water course, but they were powerless to shut it off. And the association was now even deeper in debt, and its backers were thoroughly discouraged. The constant erosion of the seawater was undermining the walls of the money pit, and some of the workers were refusing to enter it, and the shaft was inspected by the engineers, who declared it unsafe and advised that it should be condemned. Um, the Oak Island Association was finished. I mean, the... When it says the constant erosion of the seawater was undermining the walls of the money pit. That's because they were digging into limestone, which I covered in the sinkhole of, uh, like the sinkhole, um, theory podcasts early, and I mean, it's just a very porous limestone that's the bedrock, and that gets eaten away by uh, yeah. So um, this is a quote from the 1893 Oak Island Treasure Company Investment Prospectus, and this appears to be so far the best account of what happened and may have been taken from the written account that Adams Tupper later wrote. Um, quote, nothing was practically done that we are aware of until 1863. In that year, another effort was made 
to overcome the water and secure the long search for treasure. On the occasion, a power engine and pump were brought on the ground. The engine was placed in position with the pump in the 118-foot shaft, number 6, and the work of clearing out the water in the 12 feet of mud at the bottom of the shaft commenced. The object in view was to clear out the spot or the pit and the tunnel between it and the money pit where the treasure was supposed to have fallen when the cave-in above stated took place. The undertaking proved to be very difficult as the flow of water was heavy. And on account of this and other obstacles, little progress was made. But as the water on its way from the money pit to the pump had to pass through many feet of loose earth, it was possible to keep the water in the shaft below the 100-foot level. But the most remarkable thing in connection with this company is the fact that while the pumping was being continued in the water in the pit down by the shore, shaft number five, in which the tunnel had been uh, stuck, was kept at a much lower level than before or after, thus proving the existence of a subterranean water course. About this time, the men engaged in the underground work, one of whom was Mr. A.A. Tupper, before mentioned, got the idea that the shaft was in danger of caving in, and some of them refused to go into it. An expert examination was made of the shaft, you know, by the engineers, and it was found to be in very unsafe condition and was forthwith condemned. The pump was withdrawn and the shaft abandoned and work was suspended. The management were at their wit's end and did not know which way to turn or what course to take to surmount the overwhelming difficulty because of their debt. And, you know, the shaft, apparently that was abandoned. Of course, that would have collapsed. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Hope you have a good weekend.